This is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin, minus being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Nine one one. Where is your Oh God! Where? No, listen to me. Where are you at? Oh, hello, Kent. Oh, uh, hey, op. Your part's just hey, op. Oh, hey, op. Pretty easy. Hello, hello, operator. Hello, Kent Chungus. Hey, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You always do. Hey, Kent. What? Have you ever? Left a negative review for a business or a restaurant or a podcast? Literally never. Never. Not once. I've got better things to do with my time. (laughs) (laughs) If If I get a burger I don't like, I go, I didn't enjoy that burger. And then I go on about my life. (laughs) <laughs> so you've never you never hit Yelp? Not once, ever. Never used Yelp. Never left a review for a podcast. Uh, I mean, I've left positive reviews like, hey, do you remember? I left a good re- review. I've left positive. But no, I just turn it off if I don't like it. Um, what about Amazon? Have you ever left an Amazon review? Never left product? a review on Amazon. Really? I leave reviews on eBay. Just because it's good for the seller, it matters. So you leave pos- you, you, anytime I'll you leave can positive reviews. Encourage positive reviews. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Let me let me clarify something though. If you go to a uh, a Carl's Junior. Mm-hmm. and you get raped in the bathroom by an employee, <laughs> leave a negative review. Gosh. Yeah, I guess. But so. like, I've just never had a, an experience bad enough to warrant a negative review. If you get raped in the bathroom by an employee, and then you go to the manager, and the manager's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Leave a bad Leave review. Leave a bad review on Yelp. Jeez. Oh, but. I can, yeah. I'm with you on that one. I've never been violated in the bathroom of Carl's Jr. by a Carl's Jr. employee. <laughs> Therefore, I never have left a bad review. Uh, let me know when and if you ever... Leave a bad review because I want to know the story behind why. Okay, it's going to be, have to be really bad. I'm, just... I'm leaving with less children than I came in with. <laughs> <laughs> like I walked in, and somebody, uh, one of the one of the workers there, took my children back into the grill area, and I never saw her again. <laughs> one star, but the French fries were good. But the French fries. <laughs> and by the way, Carl's Jr. in the in the East, Hardee's. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. It's the same. I also feel like Carl's Jr. Uh, missed an opportunity. I might have mentioned this before. There's a, a, a it, it, they have a hybrid restaurant where they've mm-hmm. got a Carl's Jr. and the green burrito yeah. inside of it. And I was like, dude, you missed the opportunity. You should have named that Mexican place Carlos Jr. Hello. <laughs> Super easy. Is that a thing? The green burrito and the and the Carl's Jr. or the green chili? I think it's the green chili or something like that. But I was like, no, you call it Carlos Jr. That's what. It's, it's easy. You should hire me as a marketing consultant advisor. Anyway, I have only left one negative Yelp review one time, um, and it was after like four visits to this Dickie's Barbecue. 
uh, which I think was run by the Lost Boys, I believe, because there was not an adult anywhere. I was so incensed, literally kids in the back, line out the front, three, four people waiting to get their food ordered, and there's kids in the back on their cell phones, just staring at their cell phones. The floor has garbage all over it and meat. There's meat on the floor. Here's how much, here's how terrible this experience was. I had time to creep behind the counter and take pictures of the garbage and meat on the floor and nobody saw me. It was unbelievable. And then they got the order wrong. Okay, but here's where you're in the wrong. Okay. Where? How many times did you say you went? I went four. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, finish what you were going to say. I went four times. Yeah. You should have only went once. I didn't. Like, after once, mm-hmm. is it just a fluke? You know, did, did was the manager, like, sick? So, okay. Okay, okay I'll give you that. Okay. Two times max. <laughs> okay. All but right. Then, again. No, hold on. Yeah. So, horrible first experience, right? Horrible second right. experience. Yeah. What's the name of this place? Dickie's Barbecue. And then you were getting ready to have dinner with your wife one night, and she said, let's go out. And you said, how about Dickie's? Okay. All right. But in my defense. No, hold on. Okay. Third time was terrible, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then a week later, you've now had three bad experiences, one in which you took pictures of the disgust. How disgusting it is. And then your wife said, let's get dinner tonight. And you said, and you can say it. Let's go to Dickie's. Who the fuck is in the wrong here? (laughs) Okay. In my defense, it's a franchise. So there are other Dickies that operate like well-oiled machines. And I just kept trying to, like, after two, I was like, okay, somebody has to have stepped in by now and taken control of this nightmare. So the third time I went, I was like, nope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I'll give you. Better check again. (laughs) (laughs) You're just doing your, got to check in on the management at Dickie's. (laughs) They got our food As a middle-aged white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Better make sure they got it together up there at Dickie's. (laughs) I'll, I'll... I'll concede. Hate those teenagers. It's a very first world strategy that I was using. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Okay. I used to love Zaxby's. Mm, yeah. I loved Zaxby's. Do you have Zaxby's down there? No, we don't, but I remember it from being in the South. I love Zaxby's. One time, I got Zaxby's chicken strips that were raw in the middle. You did? Raw in the middle, as in pink and flexible, like uncooked. Ugh. I have never been back to any Zaxby's. Ever. Yeah. But I didn't leave a review. I, I took my chicken basket and I put it in the trash and I said, well, never coming back here again and left. And I haven't been back to Zaxby since. Any Zaxby. I, and I can respect that. But here's my problem. Even at Zaxby's, like when I went to Zaxby's, if I got raw chicken strips, I would know that I... <laughs> I had a fluke and I had raw chicken strips, but I know for, ex- I know for sure that there's zappetizers. I don't know if you've had any other zappetizers, but zappetizers are great at Zaxby's. They're delicious. Also, I don't know why they go as far as they're like, let's make salads. But, and it's not because like, I like put my foot down, like never eating there. It's because now in my head, when I bite into a Zaxby's chicken strip, I immediately think of raw chicken, chewing yeah. with raw chicken. And that so it, like ruin the whole got. experience for me. Yeah. yeah, salmonella that can ruin ruin a whole experience. Also, ruin your life. I I relate. I can understand that. 
Okay. Um, well, moving on. See, look at me though. That quick, we're, we're like already into something that is relatable. Actually, let me think about this for a second. No, that question was not, uh, akin to any part and part, part and parcel of any part of this episode. I don't know why I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. And you're the only one surprised by that. Uh, Any veteran listener knows that we're going to talk for 20 minutes about something completely irrelevant, irrelevant to uh, whatever the call is. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. So now let's what what do you what do you got for us on the uh, atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? (laughs) I, I remember. I remember why I did that. I remember um, because I thought we would start this episode with some reviews that we've received. Oh, okay. That's why. Now, because okay. I wasn't reading far enough down into my script, um, I thought this would be fun. Uh, so you want me to read a couple reviews? I'm super excited, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here we go. So here's a review. Okay. This one, two, oh, two stars, two stars. Okay. Titled, Plenty of 911 Calls, Work on the Rest, which is also something I've never heard anybody say because... The most of the time they're like, there's not enough 911 call, lots of jibber jabber. Yeah. But this one titled plenty of 911 calls work on the rest. Here we go. Two stars. When the heck in heck is new TCK? Oh, so this isn't even what? a review for 911 calls. <laughs> this is so stupid. Didn't you say they would be twice a month now? <laughs> it's been over a month and just more 911s. I'm sorry. I really enjoy your before show banter, but I don't like the calls. Why are are you here? Why are you? <laughs> What's going on? They're too stressful to listen to with the people crying and screaming. I don't know. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. This isn't, you're leaving a review for TCK. <laughs> They're leaving a negative <laughs> review for TCK. <laughs> I can't listen and to this show. And, and a TCK just dropped on Patreon. I know. Like, just so. dropped on Patreon. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's another one. Uh, five stars. Title is heart emoji, smiley face emoji. Love you guys so much. You make my Saturday afternoon workday awesome. It's okay if I leave multiple reviews, question mark, hugs, hugs, f- smiley face emoji. And that person's name is Dianthus, which by the way, Dianthus is my favorite ground cover flowering plant. Mm. I love the smell of Dianthus. So good. If you haven't ever smelled it, then you should smell it, and then you'll know what my grandma and grandpa's smell anything like. up. Nah, I forget. <laughs> and you did that on purpose. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Uh, Eleven fifteen. If I was in a wheelchair, you would read a review about being able to two step, <laughs> wouldn't you? I want to be able to to take this next one uh, seriously. Uh, but their name on Apple Podcast, their their moniker is Love CBS. So, what? So they love CBS so much they made it into their name on Apple Podcast. Well, is it how many stars is it? It's five. So oh, I, I love that name. That's a good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, good point. Me too. Uh, the title is Eleven Fifty Nine Rules. Five yeah. stars. My earballs mm. can't get enough of all Eleven Fifty Nine media. Um, that's a good one. That's nice. That's nice. We got a lot of five stars. Let me fish through to see if I can find any. Oh, here's a deleted one. It was a five star. Uh oh. By NZL 75. 
and the title was still the best, still one of the best podcasts, but they deleted it. So hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they've changed their mind. <laughs> I actually left that review um, and I deleted it after I took over. Oh, oh, here's an update. So uh, the plenty of 911 calls work on the rest. They delete. I have a deleted one here from them, which was a four star. Same exact review, but four star. And they deleted it, and then they came back and gave us a two star. <laughs> that's fun. Because of that's, TCK. That's almost more fun. I'm sorry my show is dragging down your show. Oh yeah. I was I'm really I'm really mad about it. Um let's see. Let me get let me get uh I'll tell you a, tr- a true crime kent. I'll give you a couple true crime kent reviews. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh, there's some, oh, there's some good ones here. There's a couple here that beat me up. Okay, here we go. We'll start with a positive one just so you don't think that they're all bad because most actually they're all five stars with a couple exceptions. Uh, five stars from Friendedly on Apple Podcasts, headline legend. You probably won't see this, but you are the best. And I wish all the good things to go your way. I love the show. Please do more often. Doesn't matter. Just talk. Smiley face emoji. Smiley face emoji from Germany. So yeah. Well, if everything goes my way, eventually I'll be sitting on the porch of a gas station covered in dust, <laughs> ushering teens to their death as the harbinger of doom. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, you got to join Patreon because we talked for about an hour before this episode, and that is all on there. All I'm going to say is Kent's description of what he wants to be in the golden years of his life is worth the five dollars you would pay. To get on the $5 tier just to hear that episode. And if you're raw, if I'm wrong and you're like, wasn't that good, I'll refund you. So there it is. go over to <laughs> patreon.com for social 1159media. Throw your $5 at us. You get a whole crap ton of t- content. But you, for this reason, I guarantee you that that conversation is worth the $5 alone. I'll refund you if you, d- <laughs> if you don't believe me. <laughs> and I promise I'll refund you. Also, everybody that's going to lie and say they just didn't like it, um, I'll, I'll fine, I'll refund you too, but, uh, let's make it minimal. Let's not have everybody unfriend us. Going on the honor system. Yeah, we're going on the honor system. Okay. Here's one more. The three heart emojis is the title. Five stars. Okay. From Share Bear 63. <laughs> okay. Love you guys. Kent plus op equals funny, crazy, deep, off-topic discussions. Love you guys so much. Kent storytelling and frank truths. The op with this sweet personality and coin facts. Keep up the great work from Canada. Okay, here we go. This one's from Australia. Charlotte times one. So it's Charlotte X1. One star. Title is Jack has integrity. Can only give these guys a one star, and unfortunately, I'm going to unfollow. Kent needs to partner up with Jack. So, what you the got fuck? Some, got some fans out there, Kent. <laughs> yeah, but they're hurting me. <laughs> so, right. I, it's like that meme of the picture of the kid holding the gun crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love you, but I got to put you down. Yeah. Okay, so this one, you're going to have something to say about this one. One star from Chris5449. Title is Jason Vukovic support. Yeah. All right. Here. Have you read this one before? 
Yeah, I know what you're talking. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, okay. I've got, I've got something to say to this. The review says, "Sure, it's a fun story." And by the way, we're talking about Jason Vukovic, the guy that. Uh, what's the best way you'd put a beat down on uh, pedophiles? Pedophiles. He beat pedophiles with a hammer. Yeah, sexual He's predators. Now in prison in Alaska. The Alaskan Avenger is what the newspapers. Call yeah, it. and he's still in prison for um, actually never killing anybody, right? But no, but hammering this really one guy some people up with a hammer. He beat him up and. Never, but he's still in prison, which is surprising. He's, he, uh, statistically, he has gotten more prison time than all of the sexual predators that he beat combined. Combined. It's sad. Anyway, this is what they have to say. Chris5449 says, sure, it's a fun story, but why take his word on any of it? It serves his benefit to claim all his victims were bad guys and that he was just acting altruistically and wouldn't keep anything he stole. His sister and the word of active addicts associating directly in the crime aren't good sources. It's no different than jailhouse informants that make up and twist stories for their own gain. Before his rampage, he's a convicted thief, forger, and fraud. That translates to liar, liar, liar. I don't get it. I trust the jury that locked him up more than the word of the defendant. Kent? Okay. I have, since we did that episode, Yeah. I have since thought about my stance on all that. You yeah. know, and I got a lot of stuff. Uh, people were upset that I supported Jason Vukovic and what he did and all that. That's what they were saying. Um, and I need to, like, clarify that I am going to double down <laughs> and support him more. <laughs> okay. So whatever I said in that episode, I just want to say that I still feel that way, but stronger. Mm. I feel stronger about it. And I hope he gets out soon. And Jason is a friend of mine. And uh, I've spent many hours on the phone with him and God bless him. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, we can all and say, and I would like to double down, double down. on everything. <laughs> okay, good. So you would put, you would put pr- pr- protecting Jason Vukovic on the list of also your extreme stance on school shooters, school shooters. against school shooters. Yeah. And you support Jason. I mean, honestly, if I had to choose, if if the Lord came down, if there's a, if there is a Lord and he came down and he was like, Hey, you got to get rid of all the school shooters. Are you got to, are you going to set Jason Vukovic free? I would probably, I would get rid of all the school shooters first. Yeah. But then I would be like, but if you've got time, let's get Jason Vukovic out of jail. Right. Um, cause I really, I hate school shooters, man. Uh, I, you do. Do I just think about them? My blood. I can feel my face getting hot. It makes me so swear. I know. Uh, it's crazy how much you. I mean, it's not crazy. It's noble how much you hate school shooters. I hate them. Yeah, I hate them. Get them out. Get them out. You say. At least the school. Ideally, the country. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, t- so so there's a couple reviews for us. Oh, here's one more. Um, here's one from a Patreon message that we received. Uh, from Cameron Blaze Jack. Uh, Good dude. Yeah. Uh, he says, quote, I love Op and Jack together. Op and Kent is funny, but with Jack, I like it getting deep. I'm like a mix of you two religion wise. You need to start a show going through the Bible. I would love that. So that's an honest, fair review. Yeah. He's not the biggest fan of me, and that's okay. Not for everybody. <laughs> he likes you and Jack. If you ever heard Jack and I on 911 calls, that's how a podcast about the Bible would go too. I would read something from the Bible and Jack would go, what's going on? Where are we? 
(laughs) So on one boat, (laughs) every animal, every animal, no toilets, no food source. (laughs) Now he hit this giant with a raw, a pebble. (laughs) And this was like a 13, 14 year old with a pebble. And killed him. I, I actually think that could be a really interesting podcast. I wonder if anybody's taken that angle. It's sort of not the. Fr- so the king thought the best way to solve this problem <laughs> was to cut the child in half. <laughs> and this is an icon, like a leader of the Bible. Like uh, people love this guy. Leader of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, there's some crazy stories. In there. I wonder if anybody's ever made a podcast where it's it's just. Sort of like the, the, not the silliness of the Bible, but the fantastical nature of, cause you've never read a story with more incest and murder or anything like that. I mean, it, it, it's pe- for, for a book that's spiritually driven, they sure throw a lot in, <laughs> in there. <laughs> it's a lot. And I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. Yeah. 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 I got to be honest, when um, when I was a missionary and we would bring <laughs> we would bring people to church in Alabama, you know, because I was down in Alabama and Mississippi and Tennessee. And when we bring people to our church, they would without fail lean over after we sang a hymn because we got straight up an organ or a piano organ or a piano and then everybody singing terribly. That's it. And so without fail, every time we would sing some song in church, they'd lean over and go, where's your band? (laughs) (laughs) And I have to agree with them. Uh, uh, There's nothing better than than listening to a Baptist choir. Oh, it's so good. I've been baptized, I think, three times. (laughs) (laughs) Was it because you felt like maybe you needed it three times or was it because you're like, First two didn't take. <laughs> Maybe two times, two or three times. Because I, I know that, like, you can. I've, you know, I've witnessed it. I've been to a lot of Baptist churches down in the south, and and it's a very high moment when they're like, "Does anyone want to accept Jesus, their Lord and Savior?" Yeah, right you now? know, you, you they get they 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 get you pumped up. Yeah, You're like I think I feel something in my collarbone, and then you end up just walking up there and getting baptized. So when you did that, was it like? You, you, I, okay, here's the scenario I think played out for you. You go to a church with the girl that you've, it's the second date with the girl and you're like, gotta impress this girl, make her feel like I'm church going and everything. And then they say the thing about baptism and you're like, yeah, Jessica, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I gotta go. And yeah. you're up there getting dunked and everybody else in the audience is like, why is Ken up there again? <laughs> He got baptized Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> he had Brenda here with him. <laughs> I uh, I actually went to a, my first prom that I went to was a church prom. Oh, really? Because the girl that I was dating was super religious. Sounds sanitary. She didn't want to go to the uh, the high school prom because it was sinful. Oh, my so God. So the church threw a prom. <laughs> they did? Yeah, and I went to the prom, the church prom. And I'm guessing there were chaperones there. Like, was it there one chaperone per couple? <laughs> Chaperones are people like in the dark parts of the parking lot, <laughs> making sure nobody was finger banging on church property or anything, you know, prom stuff. But I did. We went, got pictures. They had the whole thing set up, the backdrop where you get pictures wow. and the tables. And then we listened to like 
<laughs> church music oh, for the prom music. What was that band? That Christian band that got real big. Skillet. Something like that. It was Creed. Uh, <laughs> was Creed a Christian band? I don't know. They have that one song with the arms wide open. From there. There's a handful of them that got famous. Skillet is kind of like the heavier, heavier kind of music Christian band. And then you got Third Eye Blonde. Is that a Christian Not band? Not really. No. No. There's a lot of like death metal Christian bands, which is really weird. I don't, I mean, I guess you do you. It's, it's an interesting combination. <laughs> Look, I didn't have fun at the church. Okay. <laughs> And we still had sex after the prom, too. That's what's stupid about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. Because it's not really. The sin never happens at the prom. No, it doesn't. It's after the prom. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, enough church talk. Uh, for today's call, we're headed to Oklahoma. Here are some cool things mm. to know about Oklahoma. Hey, Kent. Yes. Do you know where the shopping cart was invented? I'm just because of, I'm guessing o- Oklahoma. Do you, you read it? Or do you have the script up? I don't even I don't have a script. Weird. Yes, Oklahoma. You know where the bombing wasn't <laughs> government building bombing was What's Oklahoma. Uh the first Girl Scout cookie was sold in Muskogee, 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 Muskogee. In 1917, yeah. well, Kent, what? Kent, that. what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? The uh, what is the uh, the caramel? The Samoa. The Samoans. Yeah, those are good. Mm, yeah, it's my favorite cookie and race. <laughs> I feel like uh, the a tray one one line of Samoas is a meal because uh, you get coconut, you get some caramel, you get some bread in there, breading cookie bread. And there's never enough in the box. No, not for a whole meal. No. Um, Samoan Girl Scout. Well, if you do Samoan Girl Scout. Oh, that, that just shows Samoans. A, you got to do Samoa. Girl Scout troops that aren't <laughs> Caucasian in nature. Your history just lit up the FBI in your town. <laughs> Samoan Girl Scouts. <laughs> Show me what you got. Oh, look, you can do. You can make your own Samoan Girl Scout. Probably cookies. you can. Here's the recipe. I've got it. Two cups all flour. How much time you got? <laughs> I don't have enough time for. Well, okay. One quarter teaspoon <laughs> baking powder. <laughs> Here's an odd twist: Boise City, Oklahoma, not Idaho. Boise City. I hate that. I hate that when, like, a state takes the big name of another state and uses like Jacksonville, North Carolina. Yeah. Well, okay, but here, here's, here's why. So Boise comes from the word bois, which is French for wood or trees. And so it's not really, I mean, Idaho has a Boise, but, uh, I don't know if it can really own it because the word is so universal. Uh, it means an actual object in the world nature. So anyway, Boise city, Oklahoma was the only city in the United States to be bombed (laughs) during world war II. On Monday, July 5th, 1943, at 12.30 a.m., a B-17 bomber based at Dalhart Army Air Base, Texas, dropped six practice bombs. They're real bombs, but they're doing a practice run 
dropped six practice bums on the sleeping town, mistaking the city lights as target lights. Hmm. Somebody, <laughs> somebody walked away from that a private. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I promise. There was a NJP there and a hard demotion. <laughs> No kidding. How many people did it kill? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I'm guessing since it doesn't say it, it probably didn't kill anybody, I'm guessing. but You said they were just practice bombs. No, they were real bombs, though. Real bombs. But it was the... They, practice bombing. Practice bombing. Yeah, it was a practice, a training drill. Yeah, somebody really got a stern talking to from a <laughs> colonel. Okay, here. And finally, the name Oklahoma comes from two Choctaw words. Okay, at least this is the this is the meaning everybody goes by. Okla meaning people and Huma meaning red. So the name means red people. The name was approved in 1890. Well, I thought since Oklahoma has more indigenous people, fun fact and own share, has more indigenous people than any other state, meaning Indians, Native Americans. Um, maybe the old tried and true definition of Oklahoma isn't accurate. I mean, it's a fun red herring to say that it means red people. It gives a lot of white Karens a reason to wake up in the morning and write a letter to their senator. But I wanted to know, does it really mean red people? So when you look at it closely, the word Okla really does define a people or a tribe or citizen. So, okay, so far, so good. But when we start looking into what Huma means or Homa, uh, or as it was originally spoken, the word was Huma, it could also have an O or a U in it in some derivations. We start to see that it can mean red. It can mean red. But other definitions show that it can also be an addition to a man's name, which gives him some distinction mm-hmm calling on him for courage and honor. So, for example, Nahuma may not run or turn the back on the field of battle, for example. So, Nahuma is a a very, you know, it's distinctive. It it, it gives them some, you know, it gives that word some some gravity and some weight. It's not just a color. So, there you have it. If you like your avocado toast with the bitter racism, you can choose to believe that it means red people, Lick that stamp and mail your complaint away. But if you like the idea yeah. of Oklahomans having pride in their name and its origins, you can now start to look at them with dignity. And, you know, when we're all <laughs> called to battle in Oklahoma, they won't back away. Well, today, we're going to meet an Oklahoman who doesn't represent the general population, fortunately. One who maybe should have backed away from his plans. <sighs> okay, that was a long thing to read. Long thing to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) On a sunny evening around 9 p.m. on April 4th of 2017, police from the Edmond, Oklahoma Police Department were called to a home in the 500 block of Park Place, just south of University of Central Oklahoma. Go Broncos! Kent, do you know... Go John Elway. Do you know that area of Edmond, Oklahoma? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, sure. Go Terrell Davis. Yeah, you know, if you're heading down second and you take a ride on Rankin, it's right down there. Yeah, just right by the Chick-fil-A. Yeah, just behind Fink Park, you know? Yeah, Walgreens. Yeah, you know, the, the, there's a Lush Blow Dry Bar and Salon right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you've gone, yeah. if you've gone. It's called Blow Me. Yes, if you've gone. <laughs> if you've gone uh, that far, you missed Park uh, place road altogether, but what's <laughs> weird way. is yeah. this crime took place right near the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation, which is right near Lush Blow Dry Bar. I mean, 
it's also right next to mid first bank, but I don't bank there. So mm. I thought using the right. blow salon might spark your yeah. memory I better. Community trust. Does that help at all? Like where we're at in this story? Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Raising canes, chicken fingers is right up the road. What, what happened? Well, anyway, uh, a husband called 911 about his uh, Suzuki. Close. A husband called 911 about his his quesadilla wife. And state Wait, a woman called what? what a husband a woman? called 911 about his wife. Okay? Oh. And stated that she was she had uh, an abortion. Close. Right. Something there had happened to her. We're going to hear about it in the call. Brain tumor. She had a brain tumor. Close. Ooh, closer. Warmer. She had syphilis. Close. And all of this had happened while he was fishing. Very close. Was watching Naked and Afraid. Closer. Was cooking scrambled eggs for the dogs. To to K- Kmart, to Kmart because of COVID. Henceforth, the seven, seven for seven. Yes. How about I just play the call and then we can get into the backstory. Seven. <laughs> Here we go. Seven. Nine one one. Where is your oh, Martini? <laughs> where, no, listen to me. Where are you at? <laughs> Five thirty Park Place. Five thirty Park 530. Place. Yeah. Okay, what's, what what's going on? What's going on? Hold on. Hold on. Just a second, Anna. Anna. I I can't seem to help my you. Son, what? My, hmm? my son has killed my wife. He killed your wife. How did he? My son. Okay, how did he kill your wife? I don't know. I just found her. He got a crazy story. And now he has stolen the car, and I went looking for her. Okay. She's in the garage, and she's been hit in the head. She's dead. Okay. So she's not breathing at all? No, she's dead. Okay. (laughs) What made you think your son... He's driving a white Infiniti. When when did your son leave? Just now. Okay. He just just left? Yes. Okay. What kind of vehicle did he leave in? He's in a white Infiniti? He's driving a, a 2011... White Infinity G37. G37? Yes. Okay. What direction did he leave going? I have no idea. You don't know what direction he left going? Do you know where he might be going? No. No. Now, how, he said he, he hit your wife. Do you know what he hit her with? I don't know. Okay. I, went, I don't know. She's laying in the garage. Okay. She has a, something over her head, and I lifted it up. Her head is smashed so bad. Okay. Like a tarp, like a tarp over her head? No, a blanket. Okay. okay. Do, do you have like a license plate number by chance? I don't know. Okay. Right now. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Call your mom. Tell her to come get you. Okay. How old is your son? He's 17. 17? What's your son's name? Josh Bryant. Josh Bryant? Yes. Okay. Listen, I have I have lots of help headed that way to you, okay? Um, is that another? Is that, I said I have lots of help headed that way to you, okay? Um, I'm sorry, say that again. I have lots yeah. of I, I have lots of help headed that way to you, okay? 
Is that another kid okay. here in the background? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, do you do you think he might be on his way back to you guys? No, he's left. He's, he's left. run because of what he had did. Okay. Do you have any idea what kind of caused this to happen? It's okay if you no. don't. No. Okay. I went to get my daughter from the gym. I'm gone 30 minutes, and I come back. We were supposed to go to a pitching lesson. Okay. <laughs> and when you just got back home? Yeah, I got home, and he gave me excuses about where she went. And I needed to work on the dinner. And... I started getting suspicious, and then I checked her phone, and he, the cops are here. Okay. Okay. So, I know a grounded young man. Joshua Bryant um, was it was a stepson to his stepmother, who he killed. The caller was Brad Bryant, and he told police that he found his wife was deceased in the garage of his house and believed his son, 17-year-old Joshua Thomas Bryant, was responsible for her death. Uh, Brad recounted that Joshua had told him a crazy story and then had stolen the car. I'm trying to guess, like, what crazy story Josh Bryant would have told. It never really does explain it, but... I, I, it have I, to I be pretty crazy. <laughs> it have to be pretty crazy. For the dad to be like, that's not even true. That's not even possible. Was he, was he like, no, she took a spaceship. She was on a spaceship last time I saw her. Did dad, he tell the story after he discovered the dead mother? Or did he tell the story before they le- before he left? Before. Because he came back after 30 minutes picking his daughter up at the gym to take his son to a pitching lesson. And that's not a sales pitch lesson. That's a baseball thing. Right. He walks in the house and he's like, where's, where's, where's your mom or your stepmom or whatever he called her, mama. And then Joshua tells him this crazy story, whatever it was, she was abducted or she left you. I could, I could see a stepkid saying that to his actual dad, like, you know, uh, where's, where's, where's Karen? Where is she? Where is she? Oh, she left you, dad. She said that she never wanted to see you again. You just got to keep him from going in the garage for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to do. So he told the dispatcher that when he got to the garage, he found her lying on the floor with a blanket over her head. When he lifted the blanket to see her, he could tell that she had been hit in the head. He said he had no idea what sparked the violence, saying he was only gone for about 30 minutes. I'm guessing that any longer and he would have maybe understood what sparked the violence. Apparently, 30 minutes in their household was well within the expected window for peace to remain amongst family members there. That was supposed to be funny. I wrote that and it was funny. I just 30 minutes is plenty enough time to. Get into an argument and kill somebody. I know. I was just kind of waxing philosophical how, like, in that household, he knew that 30 minutes was a safe window, but anything over that, all hell would break oh, loose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, finally. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. An, astute, an astute observation. Thank you. Thank you, Kent. Uh, when Edmund... Oh. <laughs> you're still... Thinking about that last thing I said, huh? 30 minutes. Pretty good. How long does it take in my household? Yeah. Everything can be calm one minute. And then our two boys are upstairs fist fighting to the death. 
and and that happens in a millisecond. Yeah. So thirty minutes is enough time for a conflict to arise, mm-hmm. to peak, and then to de-escalate. Yeah. Twice. In my house, if I left things unattended for thirty minutes, the house and all the people in it would would look like a, a movie zombie apocalypse house, like a month after the apocalypse passed through. Yeah. Very quiet. Yeah. Everyone knows th- they're playing dead because they all know they're in trouble. And every single plastic horse we have has been beheaded by Bean Bean. Now, was there a history of violence between these two? Yes. So I'll get to that. So so when the Edmund uh, officers arrived on scene, they found the body of 54-year-old Catherine Bryant in the garage. Three hours after the shooting, Joshua was arrested while driving on Interstate 35, you know, just over by the Petroleum Club over there? Yeah. You know, sort of by Lantech Irrigation. Lantech, yeah. Puppy Paws Hotel in the, the spot. Play, yeah. Right I there. mean, I've had bad experiences with him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he got arrested while driving his mother's, uh, the answer is car. We would also have accepted uh, automobile or... Mm, vehicle. Vehicle, or if you're from Australia, driving the old bits are missing, doing some circle work, just trying to avoid another bingle. (laughs) 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 On on Friday, authorities released the probable. I'm really laughing. (laughs) Felt like that. I felt like that was a little genuine. Like I felt like you did think that. You want me to say it again? Yeah, I didn't hear it. What was it? Driving the old bits are missing, doing some circle work, <laughs> just trying to avoid the old... <laughs> just trying to avoid another bingle. And I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah. Just driving the old bits are missing. That's uh, what they call a Mitsubishi oh, in okay. Australia. Bits are missing. Like bits, it's oh, falling so apart. Di- okay, you know? yeah. And doing some circle work. That's doing circles in the parking lot. Right. Just trying to avoid another bingo. That's why I wasn't laughing. I literally didn't even know what you were saying. Yeah, right. But all of our Australians, they're on the floor right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just trying to avoid another bingle. Bingle is a, is a car wreck or, you know, getting your bits and missing all banged up again. <laughs> Ooh. So anyway, moving on. So now you think, but it was, it was kind of funny, right? It was. Thanks. When I knew. Yeah. Once you know. Once you said. Yeah. On Friday, authorities released the probable cause affidavit that reveals what 17-year-old Joshua Bryant told investigators. So after being taken into custody, Bryant was transported to the Edmond Police Department for an interview. Uh, he got the job. Just kidding. According to the probable okay, so cause. that was funny. Thanks. Thanks. That was- <laughs> and I, that, even wasn't, that wasn't even written. I just was riffing right there. So Yeah, that's when you're at your best. Thanks. Uh, according to the probable cause affidavit, Bryant admitted to hitting his stepmother in the head with a baseball bat, mm. uh, which caused her to lose consciousness. There were two two kids at practice. <laughs> wow. Court documents state that Bryant sat on the kitchen floor for about five minutes to contemplate his next actions, he said. At that point, the affidavit states that Bryant dragged Catherine into the garage before going to the living room for another five minutes to try to, quote, make a decision on what to do next. Authorities say Bryant grabbed a twenty-two caliber rifle from the closet and shot Catherine Bryant in the back of the head. 
uh, quote, the defendant then fled the scene after conversations with his father, Bradley Bryant, and stated that he was just trying to clear his head by leaving. Uh, that's in the affidavit. Uh, the affidavit did not provide a motive for the murder. You know, one thing, Kit, that stands out to me at this point in the story is in almost all of our episodes, by this time, we've stumbled across something that we haven't yet in this one. Do you know what that is? What? Ads. Oh! <laughs> Zing! Gotta pay the bills. Okay, fine, we're back. And I'm looking at pictures of this kid. Very privileged looking. Yeah. Very. Uh, what year did this happen? 2017. Okay, so yeah, he's in a G37 in Infinity, which is like the luxury version of a... Uh, that a, a Toyota, right? Yeah, it's like f- almost forty thousand. I guess if you really s- checked all the boxes when you purchased it, it'd be about thirty six, forty thousand dollars. I mean, it just he just he has the face of like, do you know who my father is? Yeah. <laughs> the blood of the city. <laughs> that yeah, doesn't he though? He's just got that. You could just look at his mugshot and you can you just know that he knew he was right. Yeah, he does going to get into a good university without having the grades yeah also everybody's like we don't know what happened i mean they never really had a problem before these two they you know we never knew. here's how it goes with step parents is when you're a stepchild the step parent always is on their best behavior when the husband or wife is around that they're married to it's in those quiet moments when they're just with the stepchild where they throw out the big barbs like i'm gonna be with your dad for the rest of his life and you're going to have to leave this house one day. You know, you have stepkids, don't you? Uh, well, no, I don't. But uh, my wife is a stepmom. And holy cow, if I could ever take away a pain from someone again, it would be removing the pain from a step parent's life because it is such a hard job. That's called murder. <laughs> no. It's called being a family anomaly. <laughs> well, here's the problem with being a step parent is you need to be a parent to help bring the, the children upright. Yeah. But everyone, no one believes you have the authority to do it. The kids don't because you're not their mom or you're not their dad. Right. And the husband or wife who is the biological of the kids always in the back of their head, there's always a mama bear or father bear. And they want you to have that authority but they also know that you're two ticks shy of of loving that child like you do. And so a step-parent's solution to every problem is like, well, you should ground them for a week. or Let's take their phone away for seven months. I mean, I can't, I, you know, but at the same time, if there are any yours, mine, and ours children that are biologically both of those those parents, that, that step-person is not treating that, that darling the same way as they do their stepkids most of the time. Because we don't, because you don't love a stepkid innately like you do biological, and so your solutions for <laughs> reprimand and consequence are always a little more extreme than they would be with your own kids. So you pick your battles as the biological parent. I was definitely harder on our boy. He's not my biological son. He's not even my wife's biological son. It's her little brother, but we raised him. Yeah. Uh, but I was raising him long before I ever had daughters of my own, biological daughters of my own. Samuel was the first one. In, uh, in, your in our family, the first yeah. child. And, uh, but I don't think it was because he wasn't biologically mine. I think I was harder on him because he was a boy. Ah. 
Yeah, and that, that's um, another dynamic. You're right. The gender gap between the step parent and the kid. Um, I just, I don't know. I wanted him to develop a thick skin, and he has. I'm very proud of the young man. He's, you know, getting ready to be 15, so mm. he's coming into adulthood. But uh, I'm very proud of the young man that he's grown into. He's thick skin and good worker, and um, but I think that's why I was harder on him. Yeah. Well, you want the best for him, you know, and, and uh, it's not it's not a stretch to to for a step parent to love the child. It can be hard when the kids are acidic because, and you know, they they're walking into this with a whole lot of baggage too. Everybody is, um, so it's a very it's a tightrope. Um, I'm trying to like ease up on him because he does wrestling at five thirty in the morning now, and also jujitsu in the evening. So. Um. You know he can take you soon. He can kick my ass soon. Yeah, he just needs another like fifty pounds, forty yeah. pounds, and you know he's young. I'm old, so those days are gone. It's like you better get back in the house yeah. if you want. <laughs> and if not, that's fine. He's talking to you when he says that. <laughs> You're like, okay, all right, Samuel. He's also going to be about six three. Yeah. Well, I just, I just realized. So I'm standing next to Sam 2.0 in the kitchen. Uh, a couple days ago, and he looks at me and goes, stand up straight. And I was like, Uh-oh. I, I Uh-oh. am. Oh, there it is. I That's am. The first. <laughs> he's like, no, stand up straight. And I was like, I am. And he's like, am I taller than you now? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> oh, crap. There's a moment that every young man has where he realizes that he could kick his dad's ass. Yeah. Whenever dad is now old. And you still have that young, quick, agile, strength, strong body. And I remember I had that moment whenever I was young. And then I quickly realized, now nah, I don't, probably not. Yeah. That, uh, that the, fixed me real the quick. The first time you have that thought, you are 10 years early. Yeah. It's always too early. Yeah, yeah. You think you can do it, but you don't realize that age, muscle, musculature, and uh, you know, all the old man muscles are way different than young. Yes, man muscles. they are. And, and I got it. I've got an easy 150 pounds on the kids still right now. Yeah. So, or maybe I'm not. waiting for Samuel <laughs> to test me. It's going to happen. He's getting cocky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine too. As, as he's taking the jujitsu and stuff, I've noticed like the, the confidence, like what he's willing to say me back to back talk. Has gotten more and more. Like I had him out there digging the other day. I'm, I'm doing, I'm still working in concrete. So he's been doing a lot of digging and he's gotten, he's testing. He's putting his toes in the water. Yeah. Of back talking. Yep. I thought about hitting him over the head with a shovel. <laughs> okay. Nobody knows this, but half the day went away because we had overlapping schedules and things that came up. And I don't know, the, the king, the king of the UK now called me. He was like, what should I do? And I was like, I don't know. You don't have many options because you can only move one black space at a time on the board. <laughs> and then he was like, it appears I've got the wrong number. <laughs> and I was like, this is literally eight hours later. It is literally eight hours later. So I apologize about that. We just came back from an ad. We were talking about something. So I'm going to jump right back into the script. So everybody's not like, what's going on? Okay, fine. We are back. We know. We heard you. You like the ads, but we can only run so many of them per episode. We have to pay the bills, but we also have to consider the budget of our sponsors. So here we are. Back to the story. Okay, Kent. Two years after his stepmother was beaten and shot to death, 
Joshua Bryant pleaded guilty to committing the murder when he was 17. So two years later, so he was now 19. Uh, he entered the plea in Oklahoma, Oklahoma County District Court. He agreed to a sentence of 40 years in prison. Uh, defense attorney Scott Adams said Bryant was suffering from mental illness. No way. At the time of the incident. But no specific reason for the attack has ever been discovered. Bryant told investigators he and his stepmother had a good relationship and they didn't argue before he killed her. We're hoping in prison when he receives treatment that they'll identify it. Uh, Scott, uh, that specific attorney, Scott Adams, said in an article that I Googled. Uh, he said also, quote, he's going to get the mental health issues addressed while he's in the Department of Corrections, which we all know is a pretty big lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, anyone. Question. <laughs> in the yeah. entirety of the court, of the, of the court case, of the, of the jury and the courtroom, do we, do we know if, if at any time Josh said, do you know who my father is? <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I'm guessing that he got 40 years. That's it for a very vicious killing. And is that without probation? You know, and I don't even know. It didn't it didn't mention anything. Ah, he'll be out in 12. I'm going to say, yeah, because without specifying no possibility for parole or anything, he'll probably do some time and get out. So um, attorney Adams also said, quote, and I'm sure they'll help him resolve that. Uh, mental issues that he has. Hopefully in the near future, he can rehabilitate himself to the point of being released. Yeah, no. Well, that's something our judicial system is well known for. Well known for. Rehabilitation and, and release. Yeah, right. There's a reason prison is free to enter and actual rehab. Prisoners are the bass of humans. Yeah, yeah. Catch and release. It, you got to catch them, fix them, release them. And they just do. They fix them. They fix them right up and they become contributing members of society. You know, what's sad is I used to be a big proponent of privatizing prisons. Um, and then I saw how that went. And it's such a yeah. business when you privatize a prison system that um, they actually are pro stretching out time uh, uh, sentences and everything. So even if a prisoner is doing everything they possibly can to go through the programs and everything like that, they'll try they'll try and trip them up along the way. It's, it's sad. And then when the state takes over, which that happened mm, maybe five, seven years, five or seven years ago here in, in this state, it was private. And then the, sit, the state took it back over. And can't say it it uh, became much better than that. So it's just uh, lose lose. <sighs> I used to be pro death penalty, and, and now I still am. But yeah. like, I wish that the reason I'm not for the death. I think I've said this before. I'm I'm anti death penalty is because it's too fast. Yeah. Um. I don't think like a child murderer. Maybe the death penalty for just somebody who did a one uh, a murder. Uh, of an adult, but like for like a child murderer, I hate the idea that they just go to sleep and drift off into forever nothingness. Yeah, uh, staring at the victims I'm through pro, a window. I said it before. I'm pro suffering. Yeah, and there's no suffering involved in a death penalty, and I've got a problem with that as as a morally upright person. You're you're conflicted with that. I'm very conflicted. Yeah. There's no there's no suffering. Yeah. Um, I personally, I, um, am frustrated by the fact that the prison system is chock full of people 
that spend their days doing less than half of what a 14-year-old would do behind the counter at a subway, I feel like they should be working. Um, you know, I feel like if if we got to put money into this thing, they should yeah. be working double what it should be. Pay, it should be difficult. I think it should even if just it's be, making like fenders for for Chevy or Ford. And they and they have work programs and there's work release and stuff. But what you know, and that's cool, especially for like um, nonviolent offenders and yeah. minimum security that kind of stuff. And I'm all for that. I think that's great. Get them back out. You know, because the last place someone's going to rehabilitate is in prison. Um, and I, you know, there may be some pro prison reform people in there, but I, 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 I haven't seen it and I've, I know a lot of prisoners, <laughs> but I also think um, we should get everybody in there on marijuana charges out. I do too. If we're, if we're jumping down Russia's throat, like we are for Brittany Griner, I do not understand. And we look, really look like hypocrites, especially California. It's like, really, you know, I mean, they're, they're banning gas cars in like, eight minutes but yet they're still they still have a bunch of marijuana prisoners i don't i don't understand it and i think a school shooter should automatically get a life sentence and i'll it, i'll die on that heel very very difficult life sentence like i think that's one where they should just be put in a rock field like breaking rocks all day yeah. or something six just, seven hours a day yeah yep and then at Maybe night even eight. fight club and what's fight, that and at night fight club we yeah, get if there's time yeah, yeah we get but a still have a full eight all right, but then okay. Reality Kings gets him. But at like night. a bad breakfast. I just said Reality Kings. That's not right, is it? No, I think uh, I think that's porn. Is that? <laughs> I think you've. Uh, yeah, you said real. I'm glad that you caught it because it slid right past me there, and I'm usually on point with that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm glad that the operator <laughs> brought up Reality Kings, which is porn. I couldn't remember. Jack and I had a whole segment one time no, hold on, on gambling. The fact okay. that you know about it, because I never <laughs> brought it up. I'm telling you how. No, you're not. I am. You're covering Jack your tracks <laughs> real quick. You're blaming it on Jack, because Jack isn't here to defend himself. And I'm going to bring it up with him tomorrow, because I'm recording with Jack tomorrow. And I'm going to say, the operator brought up Reality Kings, a porn site, and he's saying it's because of you. No, it's not because of Jack. I asked him a bunch of questions one time about gambling because I didn't understand anything over or under vig all whatever. I don't. I still don't understand it. But I googled the questions beforehand, and I couldn't remember the name of the the main gambling place that that sponsors the UFC. And so I just started started typing in gambling kings, right. and it auto filled because that had been typed in before reality. <laughs> And then I clicked on Reality Kings, and it is not a gambling site. Well, sort of it is. Well, I mean, you kind of gamble with depends your depends on the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, you owe me $10. How about a flop? <laughs> Boop. <laughs> She's like, I'll pay for it, mister. So during the, during the trial, uh, there was indications that Joshua Bryant had experienced depression and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Still doesn't give you a pass to bludgeon your mother and uh, stepmom. Uh, and I'll I'll agree with you on that. Um, and I'll I mean I'm pretty adamant about that. I am too. I mean, there's medicine for that, so you don't bludgeon people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad and Catherine Bryant had only been married about a year, uh, so not a lot of time to develop an already difficult relationship dynamic that presents itself every time between step parents and children of the spouse. 
Uh, Bryant was a student at Boulevard Academy Alternative School, which is a school for at-risk children, so, which possibly draws a line to potential issues that Joshua's parents may have been struggling with. Uh, none of that really ever came up in the trial necessarily. It was, uh, I don't understand that. I think, I, th- I think part of it was when he first was, uh, uh, charged with these things, he was a minor. So all of what happens to you as a minor is kind of swept under the rug. Unless, hard job for a 17 year old. What? It's a hard job for a 17 year old. <laughs> Sweeping under the rug. No, being a minor. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough of those. That's where we should put school shooters in a mine. In the mines. Yeah. Okay, so here's a little detail on what he had done. He struck his stepmother in the front dining room, which must be slang for the head, and then sat on the kitchen floor for five minutes contemplating his actions. Uh, according to a court affidavit, he then shot her in the garage, which is probably another laying for head because that's where he shot her uh, because she was suffering and he didn't want to see her in pain. Odd flex there, mm, buddy. Yeah. Uh, investigator said, isn't so bad. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He just wanted to see her not suffer. Uh, investigator you know, he said, was in the Indian position sitting there in that living room, rocking back and forth like Arnie from what's eating Gilbert grape. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> in a real pickle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Cause I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say that my step-parent senses are going off and that there was a quiet, threatening conversation that happened when dad wasn't around, and that caused this kind of a response. Yeah, there was definitely something. Something. And since it was just him and her, he's the only one that knows. Exactly. And he's not saying anything. Probably because I think if nothing else, he knows that it's it's ridiculous what he... I'm going to spread the rumor that she rejected his advances. Could be. Could be. Um, Investigators said Bryant claimed he left the crime scene not to run away, but to clear his head. Mm. Man, the puns just keep coming with this one. Right after clearing hers. Joshua pled guilty to... You didn't react to that at all. Well, because I had already written the pun part, because that's what I was going for, is he had cleared her head. Okay, okay. So you just literalized my my joke, which I think is fun, too. So now that the people that got the pun giggled, and then those that didn't, when you explained it, they Recoiled. (laughs) Right. So he pled guilty uh, to avoid the first-degree murder charge that he had originally received, and to hopefully resolve the case, he says, to have an opportunity to work on his mental health. Quote, it was just an awful case for everyone involved, Attorney Adams said. Quote, there were no winners. Josh was just wanting to help everyone with getting closure in the case, along with himself. It's been very troubling for everyone, but at least now hopefully everyone can move on and recover. Yeah, they sure use the word recover a lot with this kid in the prison system. Just all seems like such a waste. Yeah, and I don't. usually have a lot of like empathy and stuff for the. Uh, that's I mean that's what I'm known for, um, <laughs> is being empathetic. But yeah, something about this one I just kind of don't. It could also be that we drug this uh, episode out over a whole day, and it's ten thirty where you're at now, and yeah, we're, we're kind of tired. Also, we're not done because we <laughs> have to do our daily show after this yeah. to drop today. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. 11.59. 11.59 media. Um, it's not becoming a trend, though. We ha- we were up at 9.30. We started we this. Yeah, we, we kicked this off at 9.30. And this is this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So we're on top of things. It's yeah. only Tuesday. So anyway, <laughs> I'm giving us all the credit that and the pats on the back that half here. I know our listeners are going to give us anyway. So uh, how about a happy ending? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Kent, have you ever, hey, oh, hey, Kent. Hey, oh, hey. Have you ever hit a deer with your car? I totaled a Dodge Journey with a deer. Whoa. Yeah. That's hard to do. I took a deer by the legs and beat a Dodge Journey into total, total it. Yeah. I I realized the way I said that was odd. I totaled a Dodge (laughs) Journey with a deer. It sounds like I forced the deer repeatedly repetitively into the journey until it was totaled. That's not how it worked. I hit the deer with the journey, not the other way around. Yeah. I didn't beat the journey with a deer. It's so easy to total a car at a certain speed with an animal. Well, especially like newer cars because they're all made out of plastic. Plastic. And it's true. Uh, Hit an elk um, totaled. If you hit a moose, the problem you run into there is the moose's the mice, the mice, mice, the moose's legs clear the the hood of the car. What you end up with is a body of a moose that comes through the windshield right in your face, and it's killed a lot of people. Yeah, that way. yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they're just not built. You could hit a deer with a seventy three Delta eighty eight, and the reason that car stuck in my head is because you were talking about Evil Dead before we started recording this, and that's yes. the car that Sam Raimi uses in every single movie that he's ever made. But a 73 Delta 88 is uh, almost like 100% steel. I think the seats are made out of steel. Um, you sit directly on steel. The dashboard is steel. You could kill it. <laughs> you could hit a deer with a 73 Delta 88 and a family 36 miles away all drops dead at their kitchen table, but the Delta <laughs> completely unscratched. That's right. <laughs> it's true. That Delta took a lot of damage. It broke a bridge in the movie. So, you know, it's tough. Um, what is other than a deer? What is the largest thing that you've hit with your car? Uh, I don't know that I really want to get into this because <laughs> <laughs> I hit a uh, pedestrian when I was 17. You did? Yeah. It was a big oh, deal. No. Did you in kill my him? town? Huh? Did you, did you kill him? Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know this. I mean, he lived. Okay. But, but, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, there's a lot of buts. Okay. Um, he has since passed away, but I was a big, it was a big lawsuit. Wow. And uh, it was a big deal in my time. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was in a, I was, luckily I was on the clock, so I wasn't speeding. Oh, um, oh, so was it was it protected by work? No, because I was working at a gas station and I, I power washed parking lots oh. uh, for this gas. My, my boss owned several, or well, not several. He owned two uh, businesses, and I would power. I was a teenager, yeah. So I was coming from power washing one parking lot, going back to the gas station to get back behind the register. Uh, and I was on the clock, so I wasn't speeding, but I was in my personal vehicle. It wasn't like with company property or anything. And then I topped a hill out there in the country and there was an old man, uh, shoveling cow manure out of the middle of the road. Oh no. And the next thing I know he was on my hood and then through my windshield and then over my roof and then off my spoiler and then in the ditch. How long did he live after that? Uh, I hit him when I hit him, he was like 71 years old. 
Uh-huh. And he died of old age. Really? Okay, yeah. well, at least you don't have that hanging Like maybe over your five head. years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Okay. So. You just have the death of many faceless people in Afghanistan on your... Yeah, I mean, a lot of things have happened since then that have kind of blocked that that one out. So right. that's good. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. Well, uh, I, I had well, a problem with it for like, I don't know, five years and then uh, made some new memories. <laughs> and <laughs> stuffed that one down further. Oof. Um, well, uh, on this on this happy ending, we're going to listen to a guy uh, who uh, witnessed something getting hit with a car. Do you want Do you want to guess what it is? A guy who wit Oh, okay. Guy who witnessed something getting hit with a car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it? A, I'm gonna because this is not. Uh, well, no, this is the happy ending. I'm gonna say a squirrel. Okay. An alligator. That's a good. Good guess. So here, here we go. Let's listen to the call. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So I just. Nope, that's not it. So, yeah. Here, here we I was go. Say, it feels like she's talking to us. <laughs> here we go. Nine one one. Hello. Nine one one. You have an emergency. Yeah. Uh, there's a little elephant. An elephant. Yeah. Well, not an elephant, sorry, not an elephant, a little deer, and it's still alive over here. Hello? I'm here, okay, did you, did you hit the deer, or did... No, no, I didn't hit it, somebody else hit it, I don't know who hit it. Okay, but yeah. okay, we'll have an officer go check the area. Will you please? Okay, and it, it's just, Thank you. it's still alive, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go check it out. Okay, thanks, I'm okay. waiting over here, all right? Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Common confusion. Elephant and little deer. In a moment of shock, it always gets that way. It's just, uh, they're just, they look so I much remember similar. whenever I totaled that journey, I called the police. I was like, can you get out here? I just hit a large elephant. And then I went, I'm sorry, deer. Deer, right. Oh, bless his heart. I want to say that was probably lost in translation in the middle of his head while he was staring uh, in another. He was probably worried in another language in his head. And well, then, I mean, if you hit an animal, right, on the, and you're at your, yeah. getting ready to call the police, you've got to report this. Mm. Feel of it. Rub yeah. your hand up its belly. If it's got fur, that's deer. Deer. 100% of the time, that's a deer. Yeah. But if it does, if it feels like, if it feels like, uh, if it feels like a, a work boot, mm-hmm. But a broken in work boot. Elephant. Elephant every time. Every time. It's crazy. Fucking elephant. I bet money on it. They're always roaming around in the forest. Oh, oh, hey, Kent, close it out. Do you you remember that movie Fast Zombies with Guns? That's not a movie. You you know the one with Crystal Sunks in it? That is not a movie. Fast Zombies with Guns. Yeah, she plays a zombie who's fast and she has a gun. Hmm. I figured that's what it was about. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll admit, I didn't know that we were in such rare company as movie stars, but Crystal Sunkson is a listener of the podcast, and she sent us a voicemail, and she asked me not to use it. But I begged uh, begged her to let me drop a note about the blockbuster Fast Zombies with Guns, which she was actually This is in. actually a movie. Look at this. Yeah. She was reluctant, but I begged her and she relented. She said, quote, the movie is so cringe that it begs to be made fun of. Hugs, heart <laughs> emoji. What's so her name? Now, uh, Crystal Soinkson, S-O-E-N-K-S-E-N. 
and she's a sweetheart. Um, <laughs> she left us a voicemail and told us about that she starred in a movie. Uh, well, she was she was a zombie. She was one of the zombies. She was one of the fast zombies with guns. Okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. That's what. Uh, so that's the, what the title leaves a lot to be. Uh, it's like, what is that about? Yeah, exactly right. Um, so I think you can actually rent it for ninety nine cents on Amazon Prime Video, and I think everyone has their homework for the day. Go watch Fast Zombies with Guns. Give it a high rating on IMDb, and let's help Crystal collect those royalty checks. Brought okay, to you by Chemical Burn Entertainment. <laughs> Yes, right? Oh, it's I also got if... Leanna Kurishing and Gal. Yeah, if you know I loved her, her in all of her um, work. The giant beast that is the global economy. <laughs> She's in that movie too. Yep. Wow. That's a good one. Fun. I don't know if Crystal actually gets royal royalty checks, but at the very least we can watch it and compliment her on her outfit and decaying face. Plus maybe Pepper in some compliments about her speed and gun handling abilities. Okay, so let's be honest. I, I, I love that Crystal's a listener. Thank you, Crystal. Yeah. There's not royalty checks rolling in for vast zombies with guns. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is at 99 cents per view, we could tip the scales on that, and there may be a check that rolls her way. <laughs> but... Um, we love you, Crystal. Uh, remember that when you are a member of the living dead, I am slow and need to be given consideration during the upcoming apocalypse. And remember, everyone, just as it says in the trailer for Fast Zombies with Guns, you can outrun fast zombies. But you sure as hell can't outrun fast zombies, zombies with guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. Anyway, that's all I got. Are you going to play her call? No, she told me not to. She said, please don't play this. This is just for your ears only. And, uh, she but called then me I... a fat piece of shit, didn't she? No, <laughs> no it was really complimentary. Her, her voicemail was called. I'll send it to you. You okay. can listen to it. But she said, please don't play this on the air. And then I replied back to her with the voicemail. I was like, can I at least please... Talk about you being a movie star in Fast Zombies with Guns. It's typical yes. op, not taking no for an answer. <laughs> uh, and your criminal record supports that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll play. I'll tell you one place. I'll take no for an answer. Do you want to keep doing this episode? No. All right. Hugs, everybody. And um, and bye. <laughs>